This is Morning Breath, your drive-time devotion sure to jumpstart your day. Brought to you by East Coast Christian Center. Morning Breath starts now. Hey, good morning everybody out there. We're excited to do some Morning Breath uh, podcast radio show with you today. I am Pastor Keith Alderman. I'm here with my incredible bride, Carlia <laughs> Alderman. Hello, darling. Hello, everybody. Nice to be here. Uh, good, good, good. And we're also here with uh, the man, the myth, the legend, the incredible Nick Clemenson. How are you doing, buddy? I'm doing really good. <laughs> <laughs> it's good to have you, man. I love your uh, beautiful smiling face every morning. Thank you. It's fun to hang out with you here on this awesome Thursday, November 18th. Oh, Thursday. No. This awesome Monday. What day is it? I don't even know what it is. It's Monday. It's supposed to be Monday, but we don't know what day it is. (laughs) So it's November 18th, and we are excited to do this day with all of you. We're going to be getting into the Word today, talking about what God has breathed on the Word of God. It's an incredible thing to be able to to just get into the Bible and read and see what God has. What Morning Breath is all about is uh, is really just reading uh, and seeing what comes out to us. Uh, me and my wife, we don't really prepare anything, but we do prepare our hearts. So both of us individually read the chapter last night, and then we read it again this morning. And now we're coming together to talk about whatever God has said through His Word. And it's a really, really great, cool way. We've been doing it for a number of years, over two decades, I believe, of uh, just getting in the Word as a Bible study like this every single morning. And we would love for you to actually join along with us. And my wife is going to tell you about how you can do that. Absolutely. So one of the easiest ways might be through our website. That's eccc.us. And obviously you can check out our podcast as well. That's another avenue to get all of these um, incredible messages through a morning breath. Um, And also you can call our church office. It's 321-452-1060. That's 1060. Check out our app. Check out our website to see what's going on at East Coast. And obviously you can follow our YouTube page as well to see any current and past sermons that have been going on throughout the years here at East Coast. Yes, awesome. So me and my wife are the youth pastors over TNT, which is our youth church here at East Coast Christian Center. And if you have a young person between 7th and 12th grade, I just want to take the moment right now to invite uh, them and invite you to bring your student here into our youth church. It's an incredible, life-giving youth church. East Coast is all about uh, building a life-giving church that lasts. And so we believe in generational ministries, yes. and we believe in pouring into them in great ways. And TNT has been a youth church since the early 90s, whenever Pastor Eric had it. It's been an incredible, thriving, uh, beautiful uh, youth ministry. And uh, me and my wife have the honor of running it right now, which is awesome. We believe in having lots of fun. We believe in learning the Word of God, and we believe in changing the world. Mm -hmm. And that this generation, the two things they need is really authentic relationships and the empowerment from the the Holy Spirit, and just to feel that empowerment from their leaders over them. And so that's what we're all about. So again, if you have a student between 7th grade and 12th grade, I highly encourage you to have them come out. We meet at on Tuesdays at 7 o'clock at night here at the Parkway Worship Center on Merritt Island. We also have a TNT Vieira service that happens on Sunday at 6.30 p.m. out at Vieira High School. Those are two ways that 
your student between 7th and 12th grade can get connected. We also have an internship that's here on the on Sunday mornings all throughout it, and they can if they can't make it on Tuesday, a lot of them come to that and get connected that way. They can get fed and grow and build relationships and go to church and serve. It's an incredible way for them to do all of that. And then we even have small groups that we call squads that happen. So there's a lot of ways for your student to get connected, to build relationships, to learn the Word of God, to, mm-hmm. feel, to become empowered and go out and change the world. And uh, that's what me and my wife are all about. We're excited mm-hmm. about what God's doing in this next generation. What, what TNT did for me, I want to make sure that, that I up the ante and, and uh, really get to see lives changed in these students yes. and, uh, and see what the Holy Spirit's going to do in their life. So again, if you have a student in that range, um, I really recommend that you'll come on out. You can find inform- more information on our website at eccc.us in case uh, you missed anything that I was saying and you're like, man, what? What? eccc.us. <laughs> anyway, enough about all of that. We're going to uh, now get into the Word. We are looking at 1 Corinthians chapter 5. And uh, it was just funny because I've actually done this uh, chapter before on Morning Breath, but we're going to get into this. And uh, I think there's a good break between verse 7 and 8. Yes. And uh, I'm going to go first, and uh, and then we'll see what God is saying through this chapter, which would be great. So Absolutely. And you'll be reading in New King James. Yes, New and King I- Jimmy. And I'll be reading from the NLT, New Living Translation. These are my two favorite translations, so this should be a <laughs> lot of fun. Um, if you would please get me started. Absolutely. Keith, I say unto you a read, sir. 1 Corinthians chapter 5 and New King James. It is actually reported that there is sexual immorality among you, and such sexual immorality as is not even named among the Gentiles, that a man has his father's wife. And you are puffed up and have not rather mourned that he has done this deed, might be taken away from among you. For I indeed as absent in body, but present in spirit, have already judged as though I were present, him who has so done this deed. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, when you are gathered together along with my spirit and with the power of our Lord Jesus Christ, deliver such a one to Satan for the destruction of the flesh, that his spirit may be saved in the day of the Lord Jesus. Your glorying is not good. Do you not know that a little leaven leavens the whole lump? Therefore purge out the old leaven, that you may be a new lump, since you are truly, since truly are unleavened. For indeed, Christ, our Passover, was sanc- sacrificed for us. Verse 8, So let us celebrate the festival, not with the old bread of wickedness and evil, but with the new bread of sincerity and truth. When I wrote to you before, I told you not to associate with people who indulge in sexual sin. But I wasn't talking about unbelievers who indulge in sexual, sexual sin, or are greedy, or cheat people, or worship idols. You have to leave this world to avoid people like that. I meant that you are not to associate with anyone who claims to be a believer, yet indulges in sexual sin, or is greedy, or worship idols, or is abusive, or is a drunkard, or cheats people. Don't even eat with such people. It isn't my responsibility to judge outsiders, but it certainly is your responsibility to judge those who inside the church are sinning. God will judge those on the outside, but as the scriptures say, you must remove the evil person from among you. Amen. All right, so we get to do a a kind of a challenging, a little bit more uh, heavy-handed chapter here from the Bible, which Mm -hmm. I'm excited about because, personally, I like whenever we get to talk about heavier subjects because the world loves to talk about the heavy subjects from the Bible, and they get them all wrong. And so it's nice to be able to, to talk about these things from the light of, uh, you know, the Holy Spirit and what He's actually yes. saying through the Word of God. So 
I say yes. Let's talk about <laughs> um, you know tough subjects. What we have right here is Paul uh, writing a letter to the Church of Corinth, and the Church of Corinth has got themselves in kind of a pickle where they they uh, they're 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 so blinded by their own um, understanding of grace and mercy that uh, they're like overlooking just blatant sin. And so they've got somebody in their church body. It could be somebody, I personally believe that it's somebody that is, uh, you know, an official or somebody that's in front of others, uh, um, you know, operating uh, in ministry that is openly uh, sinning. And, uh, and, and Paul is sitting here going, you guys are glorifying this rather than shutting it out. The reason why I believe that uh, it's somebody that's in ministry. Let's uh, use an example uh, that we can kind of understand. So I'll just use East Coast Christian Center as an example. Um, you've got different people all throughout the the church body. People who are are just coming to the church and have never been to church before. You have others that that have been here for a while. Maybe they're uh, they got saved and they're 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 just slowly learning. You've got other people who are like I'm a member of the church and I serve. And you have other people who, you know, they're like on the stage. You know, uh, Pastor Brian and and Pastor Dan and, and Pastor Matt and. They and uh, other worship leaders like Pastor Chris and Amanda Walker and Amy O'Brien and and then even other uh, worship leaders and band members like uh, uh, you got Fee Walters and you got you got Femi uh, Howard and you got uh, drummers like Nick Clementson and and just <laughs> these different types that are all over in front of uh, the church body and the reason why I say I believe that it's somewhere in this latter group is because. Um, really, the the rest of the chapter is hitting on this idea of we're it's, we're not talking about people who are of the world mm-hmm. or people who are uh, coming into the church to learn and grow. We're talking about people who uh, others are growing from and uh, that are being influenced by, and they're influencing them in a negative light. And now the church is in this place where they're instead of uh, calling sin out and instead of correcting it. Um, they are just openly saying, oh, it's fine, and this is a, a dangerous place to be in. And so Paul is sitting here, and he's saying some pretty heavy stuff. He's saying, uh, you know, I've already judged this in my heart. I know what God believes on this matter, and you need to take this person, throw him outside to Satan's hands, and then uh, and then see what happens to him. But enough <laughs> of all of this. And it's like, wow, throw him out into Satan's hands? Like, that seems pretty heavy. Uh, like, I thought the church was all loving. I thought the church was so graceful. I thought, you know, that's ah, that's just what I expected from a church. They're always judging people and throwing them out, and they just don't understand, and all of that kind of nonsense that we, we hear sometimes. And in reality, what he's saying is that you have a person of influence inside of the church. And let's let's even get away from that they have influence. But you have a person who is openly sinning, who is proud of their sin, not somebody who has sin and is saying, oh, man, I don't really like this on me. I want, I want to get away from it. But somebody who is openly saying, yeah, I don't care that I'm sinning. I don't care that I'm living a life opposite of God because I know his grace will cover me, and I don't care. I'm just going to do whatever I want. And, uh, and instead of the church saying, this isn't right, we need to correct this, the church is saying, yeah, let's just be fluffy and hug them <laughs> until it goes away. And Paul is saying, that ain't going to do this. This person's proud of their sin, and they need, to, they need to reap what they're sowing. And instead of you allowing them to reap what they've sown, you are covering them with your own grace, which is not from God, but it's from you, and, uh, and they're not actually seeing the error of their ways. And so what he's saying is, 
I need you to take them and put them out of the church, and they need to reap what they've sown. Because uh, the Word of God says that sin is pleasurable for a season, but its ways lead to destruction. And so that's the Satan part of this, is that they're over here living in complete sin. I mean, you got a, a guy who is sleeping with his dad's wife. That's messed up. And he's saying, you need to go and put him out and let him reap what he's sown. Not that he would go to hell, uh, but that he would actually be able to feel the error of what he's done and be able to repent and come back to the Lord. Because the path that he's leading is nice and fluffy now, but it's leading to hell. Mm -hmm. And so Paul is sitting here going, I care more about his salvation and his eternity out there. And so it's going to be painful now for him to endure the, the reaping of what he's sown, but it's going to be better for him in the long run whenever he actually gets to heaven because of it, rather than you guys sitting here saying, it's okay, just we don't want to talk about awkward things. We don't want to have to have tough conversations because <laughs> then people leave the church and people get upset and people call us names and people say that we, you know, and all of this stuff. So I'm afraid to have a hard conversation. And then in that process, people lose salvation. People lose the actual message of the cross of Jesus Christ that we're supposed to live above reproach and not just the same as the world. And that is the heartbeat of what Paul is saying. He's not saying that we just throw out sinners. That would be all of us. But he is saying that we need to stop glorifying or at least stop uh, throwing on you know, this blindness uh, towards someone who is openly sinning and start helping them. And the help in the process is actually taking them out of the covering and saying, fine, you want to walk in complete sin? Then you're going to reap what you've sown. And in that due process, you'll be back and you'll see the goodness of God again. Anyway, I'm talking a whole lot. <laughs> I'm going to hand it off to you uh, on that. Well, I just think it's so powerful that we get to really talk about this and um, interpret this together because it really could be easy to misinterpret for somebody who is maybe new to the Word of God or, or is trying to read this without um, the breathing of the Holy Spirit on them because, you know, you could read this and think, well, gosh, God is just—we're we're supposed to throw somebody out of the church. We're supposed to throw somebody out, but that's not what God says, and that's not what the verses even says because it says, you know, hand him over to Satan so that his sinful nature will be destroyed, right. just like you said. And it says, and he himself will be saved on the day that the Lord returns. This is the path of salvation for him, not your enabling them to continue in the right. path of destruction that they're on. Use. Yep. Mm -hmm. It's a great word of enabling. I look at it like this. When people are walking, uh, when people have sin in their life, like this recurring sin over and over again, they are one of three, they, they have one of three internal responses towards it. They either have shame, which shame is, uh, is not from God. Shame is this feeling of I'm worthless. I can't believe I, I, you know, I'll never be forgiven. I don't deserve God's forgiveness. I'm scum. It's this like depression way down in the depths of like, oh, I, I'm awful. And Satan is, you know, screaming in your ear this idea of you'll never make it. You don't deserve God's love. You don't deserve his forgiveness. That's what shame is. Mm -hmm. The other response is penitence. Penitence is this, uh, this, this process of I've done wrong and I'm sorry. It's repentance. It's God, I, I am sorry for my filthy rags. Help me. Mm -hmm. Help me get through this. And then the other response is pride. Pride is this uh, <clears throat> this almost 
you know, blatant uh, disregard for the truth and for living a life of freedom, and it's saying, no, I'll just do it my own way. I'll find my own truth, and I don't care. And uh, two of these are the wrong way to live. <laughs> we actually uh, need to live in this divine tension in between. It's like shame and pride at the same time because it's this regret of, yes, I'm a sinner, but it's this arrogance of, I know I can come before the throne room of of God mm-hmm. boldly. That's what the Word of God says. So it's it's like you're you've got a foot in each side of shame and pride of like, okay, I know I can stand with my head up, and that but that doesn't mean I don't regret what I've done. And I know that God has called me to according to His purpose to stand tall, and that I'm appointed, anointed. But that doesn't mean that I haven't made mistakes that I that I'm ashamed of. And you stand there in the middle, which is right where Jesus is, and he's saying, yes, because of my power and my love and my mercy and my grace, you're able to stand up. And because of that same power and love and mercy and grace, you're able to let go of your past. But here we see somebody who is in that pride realm, and maybe you've been there. Uh, Maybe you've been in the shame realm, and you just feel like, you know, that's what Satan loves to do. He loves to say things like, Oh, just go ahead. Just go ahead. <laughs> just go ahead because God will forgive you. It'll be all right. He's got he, He's got grace for days. He'll forgive you. And then whenever you make a mistake and you sin, he's the first one screaming in your ear of, you scum, how could you ever do that? You don't deserve his love. Why would you do such a thing? And they, neither of those voices are from God. Mm-hmm. God's the one sitting there going, I've, I've empowered you. You can make it. You can do it. You don't need to back down from it. You don't need to bow to temptation. You can do this because I'm with you. And when you make a mistake, he's the first one to go, that's all right. Pick yourself back up. Let's keep going. I've already forgotten about it. Forget it about yourself. Let's keep moving. Come back towards me. And, and really, those are the two. Uh, that's that sweet middle ground of penitence or repentance that we need to uh, stand in and that we're, uh, that we're talking about here in 1 Corinthians 5 of not glorifying sin. That's so good. I would also say this, that uh, really we're, we're all called to love all. Um, it says in verse 10, yet I certainly did not mean with the sexually immoral people of this world or with the covetous or the extortioners or idolaters, since you would need to go out of the world. What he's saying is like, I don't mean to say that you can't ever uh, live with these people or that you can't ever uh, consort or, or you know, take part in these uh, with these types of people, with sinners. Because if I said that, you would have to leave planet Earth because right. they're everywhere and they're all in the church too. They're on the stage. You know what I'm saying? And don't like, you dare look in the mirror. <laughs> yeah, right? We're all making uh, mistakes constantly, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, but what he is saying is that it's that I'm telling you not to not to consort with this type of person who is uh is sitting there going, oh, I don't even care. I don't even care about my sin anymore. I know that that uh you know like God's just gonna look past that and and they're not even looking for God's opinion on it any matter. And that that's an ugly place to be. But he's not talking about just people sinning. People sin. That's what I mean. We do that because we make mistakes. People sin more often than not because they're afraid. Um, you know, rather than just inherently evil, they're usually just afraid of what's going to happen in life. They steal because they're afraid they won't have enough. They lie because they're afraid that if somebody knew the truth, they would reject them. You know, all, all the different things. Every sin backs down to just some kind of fear uh, inside of us. And what he's saying is that people need to people need to see the love of God in those types of things. That that He is greater than, and not that any sin that they would ever face, and that. Uh, uh, that's really, you know, where we need to be. 
Absolutely. You know, I think what actually surprisingly enough stood out to me in this chapter was all the talk about the yeast. (laughs) Um, And I actually had to go and look this up like, you know, what actually is yeast? Because, you know, I'm a baker. I should know this. But it's actually just a a fungal, single-celled microorganism that it just infiltrates basically whatever it's trying to ferment. Um, And so it, it creates these air pockets in in the bread, basically, so that it can rise. So it's saying um, here in chapter, or sorry, in verse six, don't you realize that this sin is like a little yeast that spreads through the whole batch of dough? It's like this faux um, thing that's just puffing it up and fluffing it up. It's this false high in the church, this false um, just sense of security. But it says, get rid of the old yeast because the old old yeast doesn't actually allow it to rise to its full potential by removing this wicked person from among you. Then you will be like a fresh batch of dough made without yeast, which is what you really are. And I think it's so incredible, um, the imagery here, because, I mean, yeast is primarily used in two things, in bread and in wine which is the body of Christ wow. and the blood of Christ. So it's so saying you cool. don't even need that stuff. You got me. I did it for you. I took I took away the sin. I wow. took a, away the yeast from among you, and I'm all that you need. <laughs> wow, that's really, really cool. Yeah, I, I think that's a great perspective. I mean, yeast really, uh, it's alive. It's a living organism. It's more like a parasite than anything else. It's uh, And so like sin in the same regard is a parasite. You let a little bit in. Mm-hmm. It's going to start living it's not going to just sit there in the corner. It's going to start growing and attacking yes. and taking over. And uh, you can't allow, you know, Pastor Dan has used this example many times. And so, and I have too, so I'm just going to use myself. Uh, but it's the idea of, um, you know, your kids, sometimes our kids come to us and they say, I want to, can I watch so-and-so show? And I know that show uh, has stuff in it that's glorifying Hindu gods or some nonsense like that mm-hmm. because it's everywhere in kids' shows now. It's, like, ridiculous. Um, you know, just different things, not just Hindu gods, but, you know, homosexuality and just all of these things are now being, you know, poured into little kids' shows mm-hmm. on a regular basis. And my kids just want to see something that's colorful and fun, and so they're asking me, can I watch this? And I'm like, no. <laughs> and they're like, why, why? And so I've used the example of, well, Think of it like this. Uh, there's some little bad things inside of there. I know that it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of good. But there's some bad in there. And and if I was making brownies for you, wouldn't you be excited? Absolutely. Yeah, let's make brownies. Okay, great. And now what if I took a little bit of dog poop from outside or a little bit of bird poop because that's what we more have <laughs> around our house. Uh, and I put that or some rabbit poop. How about that? We've go. got rabbits. But And I put that into the brownie mix. And then, and then started stirring it up. And then my kids go, ew, that's disgusting. Why would you do that, Dad? Ew, yuck. I said, well, it's the same thing with, with this television show. You're, you're trying to watch something, think, oh, this is good over here, but there's a little bit of poop in it. And do you want to partake in that? Do you want a little bit of poop? No, I don't want any poop in my <laughs> brownies. That's disgusting. And so with television or any other thing that I'm putting into my life, I don't need a little bit of poop inside of it. I need to stand above reproach. You know, um, we... Me and my wife, we we would watch uh, different movies whenever we were dating, whenever we got first uh, married, and and we still got a lot of movies in our house and, and that kind of thing. And uh, not saying that we partook in like you know really bad stuff or anything like that, but there was stuff that we watched that uh, the second that or as we developed in ministry and continued to grow, and then even became pastors, I looked around and I was like, I could never watch this again. Mm-hmm. 
Um, not because it's it's inherently bad, and I know, and there's a lot of movies that we have that friends come over and they're like, "Oh man, I love this movie," and I'm like, "Yeah, that's cool," but I'll never watch that again. Um, you know, because not because it's it's so bad, and I think you're a sinner if you do that, but because I, I hold myself at this place of I can't allow a little bit of yeast in. <laughs> you know, it's it's just a little bit of poop that's getting inside of my life, and I don't want it. I don't want that yeast just to get one little bit of door in there. I've seen things, you know, where I've played video games at night and it's affected my kids' dreams, actually. Um, you know, whenever... I, and what really is happening is that I've opened this little bit of spiritual door into our household, and now it's affecting, inadvertently, my kids in the other room spiritually. And it's just this yeast that we allow in sometimes. And what I'm encouraging all of us, myself and everybody listening, is... Where where's the yeast in our life? Where's the little bit of poop that maybe we could uh, purge from our life to live a life above reproach even more? We got to take a break. We'll be back in just a second. You are listening to Morning Breath from East Coast Christian Center, Merritt Island, Vieira, and Coco. Real Estate Services. Scott Langston, senior commercial broker, has been selling real estate and giving free consultations for over 18 years. Scott Langston will show you how having a professional can make a difference in your buying, investing, or leasing commercial property. Scott Langston, 321-403-1111. That's 321-403-1111. Now go out there and make it a great day. Hi everyone, Kevin Barfield here with Barfield Contracting and Associates. We are a fully licensed and insured roofing and building contractor. We're located in Cocoa Village, but we service all of Brevard County and surrounding communities. We also offer many discounts, military, senior. As always, we offer free estimates and we appreciate every opportunity that we're given. We're at 454-4531. That's 454-4531. Barfield Contracting, treating you like family. God bless you. With buying and selling homes in the Melbourne, Florida area, Pineapple Farms is here to assist you. Pineapple Farms, serving Brevard County since 2011. For more information, go online to pineapplefarms.com or call at 321-426-0081. We want to be a church that's focused on God, focused on the people on the inside, and focused on the people on the outside. Love God, love the church, love people, because we're building a life-giving church that lasts. East Coast Christian Center. Join us every weekend, Saturday night at 5.30 p.m. and Sunday morning at 8.30, 10, and 11.30 a.m. East Coast Christian Center is located at 680 North Courtney Parkway, Merritt Island. The Avenue Worship Center. Enjoy a fresh brewed cup of coffee with friends and family. Service times are at 9.30 and 11 a.m. at 85 North Richland Avenue. East Coast Christian Center, Coco. We now have three services every Sunday morning at 8.15, 10 o'clock, and 11.45 a.m. Located at 1855 North Friday Road, Coco. For more information, call 452-1060, extension 100. That's 452-1060, extension 100. Or visit us online at eccc.us. That's eccc.us. East Coast Christian Center, building a life-giving church that lasts. Welcome back to the show. This is Morning Morning Breath. Morning Breath. Hey, welcome back to Morning Breath, everybody. 
So we're talking all about, you know, purging, getting rid of some yeast that's uh, in your life or, you know, maybe that poop in your brownies or whatever, <laughs> you know, which is fun to say poop on the radio like 30 <laughs> times like I did. But, uh, you know, really, this is this is what it comes down to. Jesus Christ loves you. Jesus Christ loves you more than anything. He crossed heaven and earth to come find you. And, and you know what? He is happy going as slow as he needs to go with you. He's happy going as fast as he needs to go with you. If you want to go slow, great. If you want to go fast, great. Um, what I'm challenging you with, and all of us with, myself included, is to look at our lives. Is there something that we could get rid of? But you know what? That only comes by the Holy Spirit. That only comes by His love for us, the fact that that He is with us, speaking to us always. Your Father in Heaven is proud of you. Your Father in Heaven is proud that you have called Him Dad. He's proud to call you son or daughter. He's proud to live with you and to, to do life with you. He's, he's excited to go before you, to come behind you and stand beside you. He's excited to speak to you. And if we would listen to Him and just ask, God, what do you have? Dad, what do you have for us? And where do you want to take us next? He'd be happy to do that. And in that process, what happens is we purge the poop in our lives. We get rid of it because we're really just walking closer to Him. So if you want to if you want to get rid of the junk in your life, just start walking and chasing after Jesus with everything in you and know that He loves you and He's proud of you more than anything. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Morning Breath from East Coast Christian Center. We hope to see you at one of our locations this weekend. For additional information, such as service times, events, and more, please visit us at eccc.us. Thanks, and we hope you have a blessed day.